an example of ChatGPT abuse, and no 27-inch iMacs. This is Mac Voices. Mac Voices is supported by the Mac Voices Slack. Discussions, questions, and answers, and a place to talk tech with your friends. The Mac Voices Slack is available to all patrons of Mac Voices. Sign up at patreon.com slash macvoices and join in. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, this is Mac Voices Live. It's Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, whatever time that is, wherever you are, in spite of the time change. That's what time it is now, and we are at YouTube, at youtube.com slash TV. Uh, we have a number of friends who have joined us for the pre-show and now for the show. We're sorry about what just happened in the pre-show, but that's just the way it goes. Um, number of things to talk about, as always tonight, uh, feels like tech news and Apple news is picking up and there's some things to discuss. So we're just going to go around, introduce the panel and see what happens. Um, I don't quite know what's happening here. I, the, 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 the order keeps getting around. So, uh, up in the corner of the angels this time, Brian Flanagan Arthurs. Brian, good to see you. Well, thank you. So good to be here. Thanks for having me. Ah, it's always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure. You yeah. displaced Dave Ginsburg, who's now over in the other corner of my screen. Dave, good to have you. Yeah, I, I got in right at the same time and just didn't turn my camera on quick enough. That's what happened. Is that okay? Because no. I thought you were you had logged in first, but yeah, uh, so. that's what happened. But uh, okay, no, that's okay. It's great to be here. Uh, I hope uh, everybody had a great week, and uh, yeah, I got a lot, lot, plenty to talk about this week. Yeah. There's there's a rumor going around that this is a uh, a birthday week. Well, it might be, might be. Okay, just checking. Maybe this Friday. Okay, okay. Well, then maybe happy birthday, Earl. Yeah, thanks. Um, with a new quilt at his back, Lord Webb Bixby has joined us. Webb, it's good to see you. Chuck, it's good to be here. And uh, just for everyone, remember my wife makes these. It's not it's not my talent or my skill. I just just take the picture and put it up there. So, well, this is a really good one. This is a really good one. Thank you, Jeff Gamut is here, back in his usual haunt this time. Jeff, it's good to see you. It's good to see you. Sorry, the uh, the the rap just kind of took off. And uh, fizzled out. Give okay. me time. I can fix it. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Maybe by the time we get to After Dark, it may have improved. Or yeah, if, if I'm failing to answer questions throughout the, the show tonight, it's because I'm working on a wrap for you. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> and one of the reasons that that wrap fell apart tonight, Eric Bolden is here. Eric, good to see you and your bird. Should have brought a different bird, maybe yeah. something that worked in a little better. Uh, I was off because of all of the updates, the watch update, and the speakers, and the phones, and the I yeah, everybody updated today. Probably shouldn't have done it right before the show, but yeah, uh, yeah, well, and you have uh, even an Apple shirt on. Very nice, very nice. It's in the process of updating too. It'll be blue at the end of the show. Yeah. Mark Puccio is here with another background. Uh, Mark, it's good to see you. What is your background representative of this time? Oh, this is um, Apple's uh, daily close over the past uh, couple of months. 
it had a very interesting pattern these past couple days. So I made some notes about that for people who are so have such uh, interests. And uh, you know, Apple, along with Microsoft and others, they've been pulling up uh, the Nasdaq these past couple of days. So it's there. And after you finish your introduction, if I could come back, I have a very short little uh, you know file I'd like to play for the benefit of the panel and our listening audience. Okay, I'm a little scared about that. What could we... possibly go wrong? Yeah, well, we will see with this group. Last but absolutely not least, he's still stuck in Cupertino in on Halloween, <laughs> Mr. Jim Ray. Jim, good to have you. I think it's good to be here. I, I, I'm going to I'm going to reserve judgment, but uh, I see my That's my fair. hat my hat matches Webb's uh, quilt. And at least on my screen, it matches some of Mark's chart. So I, you know, I was thinking that too. Yeah, looking good. Looking good. <clears throat> All right. So before we get into it, uh, I ha honestly, folks, I have no idea what's coming. So, Mr. Fuccio, take it away. Okay. So we all know what uh, the favorite uh, introductory showstopper joke is, and we've all heard of ChatGPT. So, uh, you know, I've had uh, ChatGPT compose a poem, and I've used uh, Siri on a Mac to uh, read it. So, uh, you know, here's a little thing. I hope the audience you know, can hear this. I hope the you know audio coming through you know, gets uh, picked up. Um, if not, we'll have to uh, do some other magic uh, in the future. But anyway, here goes. The Underpants Song, Ode to Jeff Gamut by ChatGPT, in the quiet hours of night, with joy, I scheme, to share a podcasting dream, a vibrant theme, in underpants, I stride with spirits high, shouting underpants, that's Jeff Gamut at his best, before Mac Voice's live roll call begins, I shout underpants loud, from deep in my soul, a playful signal, a joyful, carefree start, underpants, 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 for tech discussions, in this podcast age, in underpants, the world is my stage, removing underpants, we set our spirits alight, embracing Jeff Gamut with delight, with every shout, I cast away the night, in underpants, we champion Jeff Gamut shiner of light, no judgment here, just laughter, and delight, in Mac Voices Live, we boldly take our flight, the pleasures of this podcasting spree, underpants, we proclaim, while living so free, if you ever find yourself alone, in the stillness of your private zone, embrace Jeff Gamut, and let your voice take flight, shouting underpants, and you'll podcast through the night. <laughs> I don't even want to know what the prompt was for that. <laughs> <laughs> if, if there were, this, is, this is where AI can go very raw, right here. You, you know, I, I'm not even going to try and improve... <laughs> what I did before the show, because that's a really hard act to follow. <laughs> it's all well, to well, you. Well, it's all to you, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, Mark. Mark shared this with me. It, it was a couple of weeks ago, and, and uh, I just, oh yeah, that that's got to make air. That's got to make the air. So, <laughs> uh, okay. So let's let's try to turn it into a little bit of a story here, just for the fun of it. So <laughs> what? <clears throat> What what did you feed ChatGPT, Mark, to to get it to spit that out? Did you have to do very vari multiple variations? It's probably just oh. the link to my OnlyFans site. 
<laughs> so I, I I had to go through probably a, a dozen iterations or so, you know, starting with uh, write a poem, you know, you know, write a poem, you know, you know, celebrating Jeff Gamet, where you know, where he's shouting underpants on podcast Mac Voices Live, and it came back with something, and then just we iteratively refined it, and then you know had it ask it okay you know make that in style of edgar allen's poe the raven and it came back a little more interesting rhythmically than some of the original things um and then then when it was all said and done i went in and edited some things just because it was you know a little wordy and clunky and when it was all done if anyone uh, opens uh, the terminal the say command uh you can you can have it uh, read and you know, dictate a file and then save it back out uh, as a you know as an AIF file, and uh, that's what I did. And uh, I'll, now that it's out, I'll I think I can upload it into uh, uh, into Slack and we'll share it with everybody. Sounds good. Or just that's going to be a number one hit this holiday season. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think yeah, I'll, put it on, I'll give put it on you. I'll share the royalties with you fifty fifty. That's the your generosity knows knows bound knows no bounds. Yes, that's the best. I can't wait to to hear Mariah Carey's version. (laughs) I was just going to say, put that on iTunes and let's wipe Mariah Carey out because I'm already sick of of her Christmas songs. So, and it's not even Thanksgiving yet. Well, let's start out with uh, something that. We've talked about it here ad nauseum, and I think though that it's still now that now it's official. We will not see a twenty-seven inch iMac. Yep. Yep. <laughs> okay. It's okay. Eric was cheering for reasons that I'm not quite clear on. Well, because that means either a thirty-two or a thirty-four or something slightly bigger. Oh, I think you're going to learn the definition of disappointment on this one. Yes, you are. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't see it. Well, we do have a Mac Studio with the studio display, and I am perfectly happy with that. Because then I can keep upgrading the insides without feeling guilty that I, you know, am am getting rid of a perfectly good display on the computer. So I'm still happy. Um, well, what I, 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 I'm, I'm trying to figure out the happy part because you know it's not like if it existed that you would have to buy it. Um, well, it, it originally it was the standard machine for work, so we would just switch back to that, and and the the studio thing works better. I can upgrade more frequently with that the 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 two parter combination. Than I can with the, the iMac. I still have an Intel iMac, and we'll probably have it for another year. And yeah, Wait, who this else is a consumer Jeff? machine. The fact that Apple is confirming that there won't be a twenty-seven inch model, no surprise at all. No, oh, it's they don't they don't want to put the Pro line in the, the iMac. They want to keep it as a consumer based product. Uh, you got the yep. Mac Pro. You got the Pro. You got the the Mac Studio. That that's that that's covering their bases. The pros want flexibility with screens. 
like you said, you you got the the Mac Studio. There's plenty of people who like 32 inch monitors. I buy many Dell 32 and 34 inch monitors that are very good. Um, so I think it, I think Apple's finally realizing that they pretty much want to be out of the the monitor business and so just just fulfilling the need for the iMac and sustainability is just fine with 24 inch. Well, just to play. Oh, go ahead. Mark, Mark, then uh, Brian. Yeah, I have a point. So who knows? They may or may not introduce a bigger screen. But to me, what was significant about this is I think this is the first time I can remember where Apple came out and deliberately said, no, you know, we're not doing this. You know, I think the translation is anyone who's sitting on a fence waiting for this, you know, it's not coming. So, you know, go buy something that we have in our lineup right now. I was about to say the only time that I would agree that Apple's ever come out and said something like that was with the uh, the trash can Mac Pro when they says this is the end of the line we're not going to update this one too so um, but I, I agree that those are the only two times that I recall it so Brian I was going to say just playing a little bit of devil's advocate we do have a little bit of a precedent with the consumer line MacBook um, Airs they were you know with the original uh, one that the M2 was. Originally released as a 13 inch, and I've and then just recently as a 15 inch. So they do have two lines of that. Um, and then at the end of that article, it does does talk about um, was it um, Ling Chiquo expecting a 32 inch sometime in 2025? So possibly. I mean, I'm personally i I'm using an iMac right now, also an Intel, um, a 27 inch and at this point in time to replace it, I was, I think I would go more component based. I wouldn't do the iMac myself either. Even if the, even if the larger screen were available. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't hold my breath for a larger screen iMac based on Ming-Chi Ko's predictions. Yeah. I mean, he, he doesn't have a solid track record. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to build a tapestry from the threads of, uh, of bits and pieces he gets from supply chain. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, don't don't hold your breath for that that big screen iMac. So, if they did go with a big screen iMac, though, what I mean would they would they meld a an iMac and a studio display? Because that would seem to take the price point way off the charts for an iMac. That certainly wouldn't feel like a consumer machine anymore, which is what the iMac is supposed to be. Yeah. Unless you start putting different M3 chips in. But then it's not a consumer machine anymore. Well, well, don't forget, just you know, they used to have an iMac Pro, an iMac Pro, so you know, it is. Yeah, but that was the stopgap machine until the I know. Mac Pro came out. I, I know, and I and I agree. I think with everyone here that's saying that you know pros want their own particular monitors, and you know by having a componentized uh, Mac Mini Ultra, ultra fast kick ass machine, you know they they get the ability to get fast machines and you know get a per- much more periodic upgrade in performance versus you know amortizing a you know, system with a monitor. You know, um, so you know I think. Um, I, I tend to agree if this panel sentiment is that we're we're see, at the end of the line of seeing large panel, uh, you know, large, uh, you know, uh, panel uh, IMAX from Apple. But 
you never can tell. They could change their mind again and come out with, you know, a curved 38-inch. I'm just inventing stuff here to illustrate yeah. a page. But they could come out with a, a curved, really big, you know, iMac display. So um, just uh, let's not be in the prediction business. Let's just sit back and watch and be in the analysis and uh, interpretation business. The one thing I want to throw out, though, because I, I specific, specifically looked this up today, if you really feel the need for a large screen with an iMac, you can get it because you can connect up to a 6K yeah. display through one of the one of the Thunderbolt ports. That's that's yeah. option one. Option two is you buy a dock from OWC or CalDigit or uh, Satechi or Satechi. Any, of, any of those folks, and then you have a second display. You have whatever size you darn well please. Mm-hmm. And oh, by the way, you also have a nice, gorgeous little 24-inch iMac 4K display as your second display. So, I and 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 that way you can kind of scale the the cost of your second display depending on how big you really want it or how big you need it, and and. You know, there's they're still putting down the M1 iMac as a consumer device, like it's a bad thing. Excuse me, I did it again. The M3, like it's like it's a, a pathetic little computer, and I mean the M3 is a monster, a little monster chip. And then if you if you need to, then do what Eric's doing. I think if memory serves, do what Webb's doing. Go to either a mini or an, uh, a studio buy whatever monitor or monitors you want and then upgrade the the CPU part of the uh, of the system so i i mean i i if i had a choice i would prefer to have a 27 inch iMac if i were if i were in the market for an iMac but the 24 isn't that bad yeah haven't they said that that the resolution of the 24 is uh, as far as pixels is equivalent to the uh, the previous 5K 27 inch or something along those lines. There was some some way that Apple justified it. Um, so, but uh, I, I I agree with you, Chuck. I uh, my office computer is a um, uh, studio with the Ultra M1 Ultra chip, and I'm fine with it. I I don't plan on upgrading that to an M3 only because I don't see the uh, uh, performance boost would be that significant, so as opposed to where I came from. So, Jim Ray, you're awfully quiet. <clears throat> well, I don't know. I partly, you know, agree with uh, Mark that you know who knows what Apple, whoever knows what they're going to do. I, the thing is, today they have officially made us, you know, their PR representative has said we're not coming out with a 27 inch all in one. So that that's pretty newsworthy. I I can't remember, you know, Apple usually doesn't tell us anything about something that's not announced. So this is pretty noteworthy. And I would think, you know, they're probably not gonna be dancing on a pin and, you know, come out with a 32 inch, you know, three months from now and say, well, we didn't say 32 inch, we said 27 inch. So Probably they have no short-term plans um, for something bigger, but you know, long-term, who the heck knows? You know, a year from now or two years from now. Um, you know, personally, I was always puzzled 
by the emphasis on the all-in-one design. Um, I, I always preferred an external monitor. And what the way Apple is doing it now, essentially, remember for years it was like, you know, we wish Apple would come out with an X box or what, it, what was it called? A Mac, X Mac? Yeah, X Mac. I think John, that's what John Syracuse called it, which is essentially what either a Mac Mini or a Mac Studio is now. So they've, they've done it, you know? Um, and so we, you, you know, now you don't have to, you can mix and match your monitor and get just the the little box computer. I, I, I guess iMacs are nice for, you know, like point of sale where somebody just wants to sit something there and not have any extra boxes at all. And the 24 inch should tick that. Um, but maybe that's going to be it. And uh, it's, it certainly sounds like it now. So I don't know. Maybe now you know why I've been quiet. <laughs> so before we leave this i do have a question and jeff you might you or david i think might be the only two here that can can comment on it but if apple were to come up with a larger screen would the m1 be adequate for the average to mid-level gamer they're never going to come out with another m1 machine ever again I'm sorry, darn it! I'm, I, I can't get I can't get up to speed. M3 is what I'm what I meant. Sorry. No, you know you're right, oh. Jim. Thank you. Being a, being a non gamer, I mean, I it's hard to say. I mean, 32 inch monitor seems to be a sweet spot lately on many monitors, and that would be a nice gaming display. Uh, but again, then again, Apple has surprised us in many ways what they've done lately. And then, and they, like I said, I'll go back to my comment that they may just stay out of the monitor business and just let, let third party companies do it. Which is a funny thing to say, since they actually are in the monitor business now, after yeah, with, not being, after not being in it for like a decade. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. But at the high end, that's the thing that this is in the consumer end or the lower. End. I mean, you know, most, well, many Apple's, people can't afford that. Can't afford that 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 higher priced monitor. But Apple's always in the high end of every market. That's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, so uh, everything Dave said, absolutely nailed it. Uh, then to build on that, the iMac, the M3 iMac, can be a a perfectly acceptable gaming machine for part of the market today it can be a perfectly usable gaming machine for a wider part of the market if developers take advantage of uh the uh, the new features that are in the m3 chip for graphics uh, that will probably involve some rewriting on on the part of the developers so if Apple can get them on board, then it, it does become a reasonable gaming machine for a much larger group of gamers. Um, but the reality is with Apple's hardware today, I think you're still hard pressed, regardless of how good the, the, the hardware is, you are still going to be very hard pressed to convince a serious gamer 
to uh, to buy a Mac. They're going to build their totally tricked out custom PC and play their games there. I, I agree. I, I agree with. I think what you said is this: this expands you know, the market, available market, maybe for casual gamers, but the hardcore gamers they're going to you know buy the latest Nvidia card and you know latest uh, you know AMD processor and you know custom build their system. Um, but you know this at least will get Apple a little bit more you know, credibility with uh, casual gamers. Um, and again, I think you know they're they're big enough now that you know, they're just looking. It seems for incremental expansion of uh, their total available market, you know, for their Macs. And um, uh, I think you know that you're offering people more choices of monitors, you know, is a way to cater into a doing that. Um, because um, you know consumers get more choice, which is always a good thing, uh, as well as uh, you know they get uh, the ability to have more maybe frequent upgrades. Because uh, I've been amazed that you know it seems like every year we've had a Mac Mini and Mac Mini uh, Studio, etc. You upgrade, so uh, I think that uh, you know App- Apple's ability to concentrate and to focus, I think, ultimately is a good thing for. Uh, for Apple, for its partners, you know, for customers, for shareholders, you know, for everybody. Right. I, I'm not a gamer, but um, is there uh, on the Windows side? Are there all-in-ones that are, you know, no, substantial no. in gaming? I didn't think so. No, uh, my impression no. was that gaming is all yeah. towers, and like Mark said, tricked out with the highest NVIDIA GPU they can get, and Apple's not even comparing the M3. GPUs to tricked out high-end NVIDIA GPUs. I, I thought that was an interesting thing about the presentation last week. You know, they talked about M1s, comparing with M1s, comparing with Intels. They said nothing about comparing it with high-end NVIDIA GPUs. So it sounds like they don't think that would be a good comparison. No, it's not one they can win. And... Uh, Again, I, as I say, I think they're just trying to incrementally make uh, you know, the Mac you know, more attractive for gamers. So uh, the, the hardcore gamers, um, I don't know, that's maybe 5%, 10% of the gaming market. They'll never switch. But, you know, people in between, maybe, maybe they could get them to switch away from a Windows machine, uh, especially since, uh, you know, for the past couple of years, Intel seems to have really stalled on their ability to offer faster processors and M1, M2, M3, you know, are really uh, very highly performant, uh, you know, chipsets and, you know, embedded to highly performance systems. So um, I, I used to be critical of Apple, you know, for all their, you know, they're talking about, you know, all their specs and things, but after watching uh, last week's uh, keynote, I think that it's uh, it's a marketing strategy to cater to get you know all the Windows deadheads who are used to you know battles of gigahertz and you know, other speeds and feeds you know to you know to give them reasons you know to embrace and jump onto an M3 M2 or originally you know M1 you know Mac based platform uh, by you know speaking to them in a language that sort of resonates with them and especially if after that that's one as i said you know last week i counted they they three times they you know really stuck it to intel about how much faster the m3 would be 
you know, than, uh, you know, than old Intel gear. So I think those are some of the dynamics at work uh, behind this really generation of uh, M3-based Mac products. Just to be clear, I, I did say mid-level. I, you're, I absolutely agree with you guys on the super high end. Um, those folks are going to always want to build their own machines and, you know, put neon in them and God knows what else. But, you know, the the average gamer that is looking for some really great performance, I, I, I feel like that a large monitor seems to be, it, it's either a large monitor like 32 or something along the lines of, you know, an iPad size in your hand. There doesn't seem to be a lot in between. At least that's my perception. Which Ben was here, he could probably tell us a little better than that. Eric, you have a, a you had a really good point though. Oh, you know, at some point the Vision Pro will be out, and then you could have whatever size display you want. You could get your thirty-two or thirty-four inch display, or the wall size movie display, and yeah, with that would probably be you know with a. a a mini or a Mac studio, but it would also work for, for a laptop that, you know, you stare at it, you get your virtual screen and yeah. Instant large scale iMac. I think it's perfect. A little pricey, but I'm, I'm willing to give it a try. <laughs> okay. Apple, you have a, you have a beta tester right there. <laughs> Brian just threw something in, in our private chat that I will throw out to the public chat. Um, Brian, can, I, I obviously didn't have a chance to read this yet. Can you give us a report on this? Sure. I was just taking a look at it. It's an article from The Verge uh, talking about the M3 chips and its uh, GPU upgrades focused on gaming and pro apps. Uh, I was just scanning through the article myself. Um, one of the games they highlighted was Lies of P, which is a pretty graphic-intensive game that's on the latest consoles. And they, they, it doesn't go into detail on how well it's running on that machine, on a MacBook Pro with an M3 chip. But uh, just the fact that games like that, uh, with the ray tracing and what was the other big thing, that dynamic caching? Mesh sh- and mesh shading. The, the mesh shading, yeah. All that, those are pretty intensive aspects. And I know the, you know, they're courting some gamers with, um, you know, not necessarily just the Macs, but also on the, the high-end um, uh, iPhone uh, Pro Max also with the ray tracing as well. So, you know, they, they are dabbling into some gaming aspects that are somewhat intensive. But, um, yeah. so mid, mid-market, you know, mid-gaming quality, yeah. I think, I think they definitely can. Uh, the high-end, though, I think is still its own, its own thing. Yeah. Well, we will see. We will see. But I still I still hold on to the fact that for a lot of people, this is not a compromise machine. This is a very powerful machine. And if you really need that extra display or that bigger display or multiple displays, it it can't do, you know, a, a multi monitor setup, but it can it can do two and it can look pretty darn good for a pretty decent price. This Mac Voices Live panel is back next time to continue our ChatGPT discussion, discuss Apple's assertion that Android is one big tracking device and the Internet's reaction to that, and how the White House is reacting to artificial intelligence. I'm Chuck Joyner. That's all next time on Mac Voices. I'll see you then. As always, thanks for watching. 
Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices each month. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.